Do you like sports? Do you like to bet on sports? Then you have found yourself in the right place. Welcome back into BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network. That's Mark Drumheller. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Lots of college football action earlier today. How about this one? Oklahoma 69, A, 45 over TCU. And then uh, not quite as many points, Mark, in that Iowa-Nebraska game. How about this, man? The over-under at kickoff was 23 and a half. I can't imagine the person that decided to bet the unders and just root that somehow there will be less than 24 points. At halftime, there was 17. By the way, I bet the overs. I was feeling pretty good. All I needed was seven. Didn't care how I got there. Got a quick field goal. Now it's 10 to 10. So we've got 20 points in a tie game with 18 minutes left. And all I have to do is get to 24. Think about all the different things that could happen. Even if the game goes into overtime, it's likely that I get at least at that point my four points. But no, somehow they only score six points total in the second half. Just unbelievable. Did you have any bread on that game? Tell me you didn't play those unders. No, I stayed away from it. But it is funny that you mentioned it because when I did see that it was 10 to 10, I said this one's going to go over in overtime and everyone who bet the under is going to freak out. Like that's exactly how I thought it would play out. But, I mean, these teams can – if you've watched Nebraska all season, like all they do is give away scoring chances. Like that's what they do, man. And it's like, you know, these two teams just playing in that kind of situation, it's – it's a game like when the totals get that low, like I, I just can't, I can't bet it either way. I don't blame you for taking the over. Um, it, I mean, it's, you know, 23 and a half. It's ridiculous, but those games just never cease to amaze me. Nothing that happens in an Iowa game can amaze me. Game could end, you know, three, nothing in overtime. And I would have been like, Oh yeah, Iowa. Okay. Makes sense. What am I missing with Iowa? Cause I look at their record. They're 10 and two. I remember they had that game earlier this year that everybody was talking about where they had the, was it a fair catch? Was it not a fair catch that cost them a game? Yeah. So in theory, they could be 11 and one, a top 10 team still alive for the national championship conversation. Yet they can't score at all. They barely beat Nebraska. Why is everybody, and I don't even know who the guy is. Why is everybody not talking about their defensive coordinator? I mean, this guy has to be the best coach on planet earth. Yeah, talk about carrying a team, but it's it's something about this color scheme, the the black and the yellow. You, you know, you look at Iowa, you look at the Steelers in the NFL, right? They, you know, can't outgain anybody to save their lives all season. Still end up with a bunch of you know wins somehow. No one knows how he's doing it, but he's doing it. It's something about the color scheme. I you can't explain Iowa football. There's no plausible there's no statistics that are going to point you in the right direction there's no analytics they just go out there and it, it turns into like a you know a a, a peewee football game like you get your 10-6 game you're you know six to six goes go to overtime that's what iowa football does so yeah i couldn't i, I just couldn't imagine sweating out that under today i i don't i mean it, it's it's unbelievable that it cashed but those people deserved every penny that sat through and watched that entire game I'm going to kill your theory on the uh, black and yellow jerseys can't score because Missouri put up 48 tonight over Arkansas, 48 to 14 for the number nine ranked Tigers. By the way, the defensive coordinator for Iowa apparently is named Phil Parker. Thank you to our crack research staff back in Chicago at the BetQL headquarters. There's no way they knew that that off the top of their head, right, Mark? They definitely Googled it. <laughs> They should have. I mean, everybody should know who Phil Parker is. The right? job that he's done there in Iowa. I mean, he should be a household name by now. 
All right, let's keep talking football and play a game of Super Bowl contender. You swiping left or you swiping right? Does this team actually have a chance to win it all? Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. Left. Left. I can't swipe right. I, I don't they they just can't beat good teams when it matters. I saw enough last I thought last year was their opportunity when they went to San Francisco. I said if they can go out there and beat this 49ers team, you know, they 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 could give the Eagles a hard time in the NFC championship. But they're just not there. They're just not – I mean, I don't think the defense is that solid. Same story with them. They get some big plays, some sacks, some pick sixes. But down to down, they struggle. Um, you know, Eagles carve that defense up, even though they, they let them back in the game late. So, I don't think they're quite there. The problem is, in all likelihood, they're going to have to beat both San Francisco and Philadelphia just mm-hmm. to get to a Super Bowl. So, we're talking about a combination of beating – and on the road at that – I mean, can you go to San Francisco? Can you go to Philadelphia and then face whoever, let's call it Baltimore, Kansas City on a neutral field? For Dallas to win a Super Bowl, the path is really tough. Bet MGM right now has them at 9-1 to one odds, so the house is a believer. How much is your concern because of their quarterback, Dak Prescott? Um, it's some of it, but I don't think it's everything. Like, I just think that he's like a microcosm of the challenges with the team, right? Like, you know, it's it's – it's the way the offense is. They have a ton of talent, but they they really can't run the ball effectively down to down. And, you know, the offensive line's getting a little bit older. You know, they're breaking down a little bit. I, I don't know. I just – they're a team – and, again, like we talked about Miami, and I think there's the same story. Dallas is a team a lot of people don't realize. I think in the playoffs would be home field dependent as well. Like, if they – you know, home playoff game, they're probably going to get, like, the NFC South, so, like, they'll roll them out the door. But even if they had, like, a really tough matchup – if they were a home team, I would give them a little more credit. I think, hey, maybe they can pull off the upset. But them going on the road against a top elite team, I don't see them getting away with it. Completely agree. There are some teams that are built that they can win on the Look at a team like Baltimore. Look at a team like San Francisco. I feel like those type of rosters travel. You talk about Miami. You talk about a team like the Cowboys. They got to play at the crib to win. What about Baltimore? You swiping left or right? Can they win the championship? I'll swipe right. I'm not going to doubt Harbaugh. Listen, but the reason why I like Baltimore a lot this year, listen, Lamar Jackson's going to get all the headlines, deserves them, tremendous season. I think great player. I'm excited to watch him make leaps in the postseason. But at Mike McDonald, man, we're talking about defensive coordinators. The job that he's done with that defense, I think, has been incredible. And I think that that's what's going to carry them. Like, if they're going to end up beating – the Miamis, the Kansas cities, you know, when we get into January, it's going to be because of the scheme that Mike McDonald puts into place. Um, It's just an amazing hire. A lot of people kind of took a step back when Harbaugh made the hire and said, I don't know about, you know, this, this is a little bit of a leap here, but he's been tremendous. I think he's really showed up this year. And I think that the Baltimore defense, you know, when we get down the stretch and deep in the playoffs is going to be determined whether, you know, how far they can go. He ain't Phil Parker. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. He ain't Phil Parker, but very few are. Mark Drumheller, sports machine, Sean Levine, talking a little football here on the BetQL Network. You swiping left or right on the Detroit Lions. They didn't look like a Super Bowl team yesterday. Yeah, left. Left. Detroit Pussycats. That's what they looked like on Thanksgiving, man. And I just did. Defense isn't there. And you have to have a really, really good offense. Like, you have to have, like – Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill to win Super Bowls with a terrible defense. Um, they, they don't have those types of players. But, uh, you know, well, not last year, but years before, 
the Chiefs did it with pretty questionable, you know, defenses. But you sure. really have to have an elite offense if you're going to get by in the playoffs um, with with the with that type of defense. And I don't think Detroit has it. And you know, we saw some things. Campbell, you know, I, I like an aggressive coach. You know, the fake punt. You know, getting a little too cute. I just did. They they look like a team to me, just not ready to make that jump yet. Lions 11 to 1. 11 to 1? They should be a much bigger long shot than that. I know they're a nice story. They should be like 30 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Come on, vet MGM. All right. How about the Jags? I'm going to swipe left reluctantly. You know what? It's not them, it's me. You you know what they say. (laughs) I love Doug Peterson. Listen, from Philadelphia, right? Oh, the world of Doug Peterson. Um, I love what he's doing there in Jacksonville, but that offense just looks a little bit clunky. And I think the offensive line is what's going to tear him down. You know, you think about them having to play Kansas city again, like they did last year in the playoffs, that Kansas city defensive front was going to eat Jacksonville alive. Um, Kansas city secondary strong. So those wide receivers that Jack, the Jaguars have are, are not going to have that big of an impact. So, uh, you know, when you look at how they match up against a team like the Ravens, we talked about their defense, a team like the Chiefs, you know, and even Miami, Vic Fangio, he's going to find a way to exploit that Jaguars offensive line. So, reluctantly, I, you know, I, I got to swipe left. The Jags are another one of those teams, Mark, that technically is still alive for the number one seed in the AFC. So, Jacksonville 7-3, and three, Kansas City 7-3, and three, the two best records, Baltimore and Miami now, both are eight and three. The Jags are another one of those teams that if they have any shot to go deep in the playoffs, they have to play at home. And a couple of years ago when they expanded the playoffs, they also took away that second seed bye. So now only one team gets a bye. It's more important than ever. I think the Chiefs have proven that over the last few years. I mean, can they win on the road? Sure. Has Patrick Mahomes ever had to go on the road in the playoffs and win? Literally, no. Every game that he's played has been at home. So it does feel like these other teams in the AFC, if you want to dethrone them or give them your best shot, you don't want to come to Arrowhead. Speaking of AFC teams, I think they're dead. You tell me. The Buffalo Bills, which way you swipe? I'll swipe left. If we're talking about playoffs, I'm probably still swiping left. I don't think they make the playoffs this team Mm. this year. I think the team is unraveling. Um, You know, you're seeing Sean McDermott do the blame thing. That's always a bad sign. Just, you know, the offseason stuff with Diggs and Allen. And then, you know, Allen's banged up. But the defense is really terrible. One of the worst defenses in the league since Milano went down. So they got injuries on all three levels. You know, Milano, you know, uh, Trey White acts on the back end. And they're just not able to overcome that. So, and what that does puts too much pressure on Josh Allen. Then he feels like he has to make some plays. Then you see the interceptions. It all starts to snowball. But they have um, Super Sports, you know, ranks the teams by strength of schedule, you know, before and after the current week. And they have the hardest strength of schedule left in the NFL. So they're a team that's skating on thin ice. And I think they're going to plunge into the cold waters. Can I get you to swipe right on a long shot? At BetMGM right now, you can get the Cleveland Browns or the Houston Texans at 50-1. to 1. Either one of those teams getting any love? Oh, man. It, I'll tell you, you know, the Browns, they're, they're actually the Ravens that won the, the right. <laughs> there's connections there. We've seen the Ravens do it with Trent Dilfer. I, I don't, you know, can they get it done with DTR? I don't know. Maybe, maybe Houston. Can Houston get there? I mean, they CJ got a Stroud's a monster. Yeah, they got they the quarterback. Have a quarterback. They, get, 
defensive coach. Both of them are interesting. Coming up next, speaking of interesting, there's lots of lines coming up in the NFL on Sunday, but there's one that is a Levine's lock. It's definitely going to win, and I'll tell you what it is on the other side with Mark on the Sports Machine and you right here on BetMGM Tonight.